Welcome to the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast. Your name is... Rick Davis. Your name is... Michael Davis. And once again on this week's episode of the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast, this is going to be the return of... The return, the return of RoboCop. So, Big Rick, let's talk a few moments about uh, what what's actually going on at this a few weeks ago, we kind of had this conversation about working our way up to the actions of RoboCop, yeah. but accidentally ended up talking yeah. through a match between Ric Flair and Lex Luger that I swore was RoboCop ridden, but what? No. But we still had a good history of the NWA conversation. So here, we went back at it. And we found all the bits that RoboCop was part of. We found all of the actual bits. So if you want to join us, please go to the WWE Network. And on the WWE Network, in the WCW section, go to the pay-per-views and go to Capital Combat 90. It takes place May 19th, 1990. It's listed as a WCW pay-per-view, but all of the titles are NWA titles. Do In you, the description right now, it says Lex Luger battles Ric Flair in a steel cage match for the NWA World well, Heavyweight Championship. There's a significant point in that, is that at this moment in time, this is before Ric Flair left WCW because of dis disagreements that he had with the active president, Jim Hurd. And when Ric Flair leaves and goes to the WWF, when Ric Flair appears on primetime wrestling wearing the big gold belt, Ric, Ric Flair was still recognized as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion at that moment. So what happens when Flair leaves with the big gold belt, they actually have a match in WCW between Lex Luger, who at the time was managed by Harley Race, and Barry Windham, and the winner of that match, who was Lex Luger, became the first recognized WCW World Heavyweight Champion. So let's talk about some of the fun shenanigans that Jim Hurd thought would be a great idea. Is this as the we, pizza man? As we, the pizza man. He was like some, Ric Flair always talks about him, he had a big position in Pizza Hut before that he took on the responsibilities of WCW. He was the he was the head delivery man. The head delivery guy who always brought the pizzas in a cold and late. <laughs> yeah. So, but one of the great ideas was to do crossover work. And the crossover work that we promise we will actually talk about in this episode is the crossover work between the upcoming RoboCop movie and WCW. So here we go. It, uh, please go to 30 minutes and 48 seconds at Capital Combat 1990 and press play. And we get to see the dean of professional wrestling announcers, Gordon Soley, uh, backstage trying to interview Sting and RoboCop. So, Big Rick, let me ask you a question. Who do you think is sort of like the premier voice in WWE right now? Right now, it's either Michael Cole or Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Okay. I was going to say, could you imagine this person doing this sort of interview segment? I actually could imagine 
Michael Cole doing this uh -huh. sort of interview segment because I I the Rock put underwear on Michael Cole's head <laughs> back in the day, so. <laughs> Michael, Michael Cole's been through a lot in the WWE. I think he'd interview. You know, I used to feel bad for Michael Cole, too, because Michael Cole was actually an on-location, like, military interviewer. He went for CBS to, like, Afghanistan and Kuwait and stuff. Cool. and And did news as a war correspondent. And then he was in WWE <laughs> with Dwayne. Putting toilet, putting underwear on his head. So, but I'm going to tell you right now, I could not imagine Corey Graves no. going backstage to to hold an interview outside of a fictitious robotic um, um, uh, superhero's locker room. I mean, he he's done a lot of things we can't believe he's done, but you know, Corey maybe, Graves. maybe this could be added to his list. I oh my gracious! I wish this was parts of unknown right now, um, but anyway, yeah. But Corey Graves would never do that. So we just finished the interview, and I gotta tell you, for that this is sort of like the, the significant, especially in Ric Flair's complaints about Jim Hurd. Gordon Soley should have been the main play-by-play -play guy out there. No offense to Jim Ross. Jim Ross would say this too. Gordon Soley should have been the main play-by-play -play man. Tony Schiavone, God bless his soul, Tony Schiavone should have been backstage trying Getting to interview, to interview RoboCop. And Jim Ross should have been the 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 color guy for Gordon Soley. But uh, anyway, that it's just a sign of of what that that how much that Jim Hurd did not know what he's doing. So we're going to move, and this will move us straight into the main segment of RoboCop. One hour and 28 minutes and 11 seconds. One hour, 28 minutes, and 11 seconds is our next stop. And we're going to hit play. And this, will we will once again see the dean of professional wrestling commentators, the dean of professional wrestling commentators backstage trying to interview RoboCop for some okay. reason and I'm just gonna I'm gonna break gay fabe right now for some reason our uh, WWE network has decided we want to watch sold out <laughs> for, right now and what we may eventually do okay. some stuff from sold out but right now there it is okay I want to talk about Gordon Soley trying to interview RoboCop okay in my opinion. So that started, the their first segment was at 30 minutes, and this one's at, like, almost an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, I would have forgot about RoboCop in general. Yeah. With, through that hour. Like, they, I hopefully they were kept on mentioning, hey, don't forget, we're going to get that interview with RoboCop coming <laughs> that's soon. That's right, Slobberknocker. It's a Slobberknocker. He's stomping a mud hole and draining it dry. RoboCop's gonna be on in 30 minutes. It's like it, I would imagine it's like when Michael Cole or someone's like, "Wow, this is such," or like an impact when they kept on promoting what was gonna be on Pop Next. Yeah, it's just like this yes. is such a big thing. <laughs> kind of like when they used to show the Gilmore Girls on there, yeah. and you would have to hear the what's his name, Jeremy? Not what's his name? 
Unlike a, Josh, to, Josh, Josh Matthews say that he was um, uh, the haircut, but please wait and we can see the adventures of Rory and Lorelai. So anyway, uh, a minute, 28 seconds, uh, RoboCop's coming out, Sting's coming out. So this was actually a build-up pay-per-view okay. for the Great American Bash. And it's the Great American Bash that Sting wrestles and beats Ric Flair for, I guess, the NWA World Heavyweight title. I'm like, I mean, most likely, if that's what the belt that Ric Flair has right now. Yeah. So this must not have been too, too much on top of Flair leaving. But can you look at Sting for a minute? I I, I miss the fluorescent uh, Zumba pants and, hey, look at my chest uh, cut-off shirt. If, if you look at the face paint right now, that's the Sting that I'm used to. There's some, there's some foreshadowing. So can, can we talk about another thing? Sting's out there shaking hands with everybody. It's taking RoboCop He's like Flash Flash, the 100-yard dash from Zootopia, taking his time. Well, And and then here's the horsemen. So look, look at this. The horsemen have locked Sting into the cage. And this is really important right now. <laughs> Did you not see Ole Anderson just lock the cage? I did. Did you? Yes. Okay. He's sitting there trying to put a lock on the cage. So allegedly right now... Sting is locked in this cage. That okay. Ole Anderson. So we're all watching. Here's RoboCop right at the door. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? The door opened. He shuts it and then rips it off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That, what the Am I right? That, that's called redoing a botched move right it's like, and it, it, and it's They're kinda, going at it again. They locked the door. We're, <laughs> we're alive, pal. It's kind of significant that Sid Vicious was out there for that moment. It's a <laughs> the little, definition of your real life, pal. <laughs> that, that's a little bit foreshadowing into the future of Sid Vicious. And now Sting stuck out there uh, staring, staring at not Peter Weller in his face. And... <laughs> You know, Peter Weller is the guy that played RoboCop in okay. the movies. But this is just some suit model that came out. And I just, I absolutely have to point out, and this was the most epic thing. He was trying to rip the door off to get Sting out. The door opened, he shut it, and then ripped the door <laughs> off. So after Ole Anderson locked it, so anyway, I think if I was if I was somebody who RoboCop was going after, I would just run or jog at a pretty fast speed to get away from him. Just yeah. how long it took for him to get out to the ring? How terribly long that it took for him to get out there? It was enough time for Oli to like actually put the lock on the door. Well, can we? Outside of talking about the believability that a robotic cop. Open the door, shut it, and then ripped oh, it off the edges. Why? Why would Ole and Arn Anderson lock staying in a cage? That it, I at first it seemed like it was out of nowhere, like it was from a bad indie film. 
Because all of a sudden, Sing's out here like, yeah, let's go. They cut to get Robocop to come out, and then it turns again. And Sting's inside some cage with all the with the three three of the horsemen oh. in well, around it. Sting was out, but by himself, hugging the kids, shaking hands, fist bumping everybody, and then they, oh, here comes Robocop sauntering his way <laughs> out to <laughs> oh no Sting's locked to the cage and then out of nowhere they cut back with no explanation only Anderson is locking the cage you don't see him throw Sting in you don't know why that Ole and Arn and, and Sid Vicious are all out there they he's just, just in a cage so what is wrong with that bad writing bad producing Bad director. <laughs> all of oh, the yeah, above. Yeah. I'll, I'll have all of the above for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> it's just, it's just, so it is terrible. A, I just, I would have more believed. I would have more believed them cutting back and you see Sting lying on the ground while Ole and Arn Anderson are stomping him, and Sid Vicious is standing around trying to hold people off. Then him magically instead, being in a cage. Wait, did Sting just walk straight into the cage and they shut the door on him? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, this, this week on Batman. This week. <laughs> Next time. Same. Yeah, will, Robo, will Robocop get in time to save Sting from the cage? Does, How did Sting get in the cage in the first place? We'll find, so we'll find out next time. Same Stinger time. Same, same Stinger, Stinger channel. channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have had some like really long episodes, but I really wanted to get us kind of mocking the whole Sting ripping the cage off the door <laughs> thing. We're going to make this a short episode. So that was Wrestler of Faith. I guess for this week, the first time we tried to do this, we did the wrong match, and it took us over an hour. We did the right one, and it's ten minutes. Rick! <laughs> Michael Davis, have a week.